tuning in to Taz Encounters on Faith FM and we're coming to you live from Hobart, Tasmania on 87.6, 87.8 and 88.0 and you can also cut it through through Faith FM app or Faith FM website and that is faithfm.com.au Today we have Rako Chellet joining us from Bernie and every Wednesday Rako presents his series titled 3MJ and the 3M stand for movement, message, and mission, and the J stands for Jesus. So that is movement, message, and mission of Jesus. Welcome, Rako. Uh, good morning, Tabitha. How are you doing? I'm well. How are you? Yeah, good, thank you. You're feeling well today? Yeah, I am. <laughs> Ready for <laughs> I, the program? Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. That's awesome. Um, so, Rako, last week we did your program while you were... You are having time away. Um, did you want to share about your the experiences you had? Um, yeah, yeah. My wife and I just uh, went a little bit away. Uh, I, I was supposed to be in Adelaide over the weekend, uh, but uh, as you know, with COVID, things changed. So we decided to just take some time off, and we went to the east coast. Uh, and uh, we first went to Scottsdale and did an overnighter there in a swag, and. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a bit cold. I enjoy camping. Uh, my wife, she enjoys it, but not really the cold much. Mm. A- and then we went to St. Helens, and we were there for three days. We, I was pretty much lazy, read, slept, ate. Uh, we would go to the beach there, um, take out the awning, um, pull out the awning, I should rather say, mm-hmm. a- and then just pull out our plastic uh table and our plastic bench and have a little gas cooker and then yeah cook some soup or warm up some soup and we really enjoyed that and then we spent a few days down in Hobart so we drove all the way down to Hobart Mm -hmm. Uh, I I remember on Friday uh, we went to Muna area we had something to eat and I said to my wife Mm -hmm. "Uh, let's go to um, a certain place and do some dreaming and so we went to the uh, Jayco caravan place and and I've seen that place many times but for the first time we actually went in and and I've been looking at caravans and motorhomes for a little while now Mm -hmm. Um, I really don't have that much money (laughs) but uh, you know I looked at my superannuation not too long ago and I realized you can only access that when you're around 65 Mm. Um, so yeah I'm way off uh, from that but uh, yeah it, it, it does cost a lot of money and uh, I enjoy that kind of stuff but uh, have to save up and wait I guess in the future if it's God's will um, to, to perhaps one day you know th- there's a uh, there's a thing between either get a motorhome or a caravan <laughs> and someone said it's like Ford versus Fal- uh, sorry Ford versus Holden <laughs> so yeah, someone said to me one time that uh, you begin in a tent or in a swag, then in a tent, and then you upgrade to a caravan and then to a motorhome. It depends in your different stages of your life. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I usually uh, uh, joke and say, well, the Israelites, they were nomads. They would move from place to place. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, they had the pillar of fire and the pillar of cloud to guide them. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, sometimes, you know, on a spiritual application, if we want to move from one place to another, mm-hmm. um, and I'm talking in a serious sense now, mm-hmm. uh, we need real guidance from God. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in a sense, we are nomads. We're just camping here on planet Earth because our destination is the promised land, which is heaven. Oh, indeed. And um, I believe we are going to talk a bit about that. And we even have a song that 
here is relating to um leading you know mm. Jesus being our leader and yeah i believe it's important to have some time away um to relax and you know take time to reflect on what's happening in your life what you want um for yourself what you're doing right what you need to do more and that sort of kind of things i'm um, I was going to ask you our listener question but i think i'll hold off for now because i believe it's time to sort of get into you know sort of recap what we've been doing from the in the previous programs and I'm um, getting into today's program as well. Yeah, we in the last uh, uh, episode we looked at the signs leading up to the destruction of the city of Jerusalem, but we also see that what these signs were, it also foreshadows of what's going to happen in the future when it comes with the second coming of Christ. So prior to the destruction of the city of Jerusalem, uh, which occurred in AD 70, we saw that there were false messiahs, uh, there were Jewish messiah claimants. We also talked about wars, rumors of wars, nation rising against nation, kingdom against kingdom. And historians such as Josephus and also Tacitus, the Roman historian, they have recorded that there have been foreign and civil wars and that there has been also social unrest. Mm. Um, We also saw pestilences and famines took Mm. place uh, prior to the destruction of the city of Jerusalem. Uh, In Acts chapter 11, it talks about a famine, and this is known as the Great Famine that took place in AD 44. And uh, there were also four major famines that were recorded during the reign of Claudius, who reigned between AD 41 and 54. Mm. Earthquakes is another sign um, before the destruction of the city of Jerusalem. Mm. Uh, There were earthquakes in Crete around 46 or 47 AD in Rome in AD 51, in Phrygia in AD 60, Campania in AD 63. It also talks about there in Matthew 24 about tribulation and how you'll be afflicted and betrayed. Mm. And in the book of Acts, you just have to read the book of Acts and the early Christian church was persecuted. So these things took place leading up to the destruction of the city of Jerusalem and also the gospel was preached to the then known world. But the same thing's going to happen and we do see these things happening before Christ comes back Mm. again. Indeed. And um, just to remind our listeners of our show number, it's 488 um, In case you haven't saved it, um, save, is, save it as Tazi Encounters. And um, you can text us any questions, any comments, or any feedback that you may have. We'd like to hear from you. Um, so, Rako, what, do we, what are we talking about today? Should we say a prayer or... Yeah, let's let's have a prayer. Dear Father in heaven, please bless us today. This topic is a huge one, and we're going to try and condense it in, in this one episode. And I pray that you will uh, lead us, guide us, help us, and uh, help me to know what to share, what to, what to leave out. Please be with Tabitha as she's hosting it. Mm-hmm. And so, Lord, we give you all the glory. Bless us now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Our topic today is entitled The Abomination of Desolation. And, mm. and what, a, what an interesting f- phrase, and later on we'll unpack that and what that really truly means. And uh, this section of scripture we're looking at is Matthew 24, mm. uh, verses 15 to 20, uh, Mark chapter 13, verses 14 to 18, and Luke chapter 21, verse 20 to 24. Now, before we get to Matthew 24, verse 15, I want you to read verse 8 and verse 9 of Matthew 24. Tabitha, please. 
Sure. And verse 8 reads, All these are the beginning of sorrows. Um, should I continue? Yes, please. Then they will deliver you up to tri- tribulation and kill you, and you will be hated by all nations for my name's sake. Thank you. Last time we saw that verse 8 can also be understood as all these are the beginning of birth pangs, all these signs like false messiahs, mm. nation against nation, wars, rumors of wars, uh, famines, pestilences, earthquakes. These are you know, the beginning of birth pangs. And then it says then, which means next an event. Mm. Uh, it talks about how they will deliver you up to tribulation. And it says you will be hated by all nations for my name's sake. When we go to the book of Revelation, uh, we go to Revelation 13. There's an Antichrist power. He will set up something called the Mark of the Beast, mm-hmm. which will happen in the future, and all the world will marvel and follow the beast. Now, that hasn't happened yet. It's something still in the future. But honestly, we are living in between verse 8 and verse 9. Mm-hmm. And that's my point. Mm-hmm. Now, I want us to go to Matthew 24 and verse 15. Can you please read that? Sure. Um, the title is The Great Tribulation. Therefore, when you see the abomination of desolation spoken by spoken of by Daniel the prophet standing in the holy place, whoever reads, let him understand. Just pause there. Thank you for reading that. According to this text, it talks about the abomination of desolation. Yeah. And whatever this is, we see four things here. Number one, it says when you see. So. Whatever this abomination of desolation, it will be seen. Number two, it is spoken of by what prophet? Daniel. And also this, therefore, like in conclusion. So Right. Yeah. So in conclusion, in summary of what's been previously said. Mm-hmm. Okay. Excellent, excellent point here. So it says here, abomination will be seen of desolation, whatever this is. Number two, it's spoken of by Daniel the prophet. Mm. Number three, whatever this abomination of desolation is, it's standing in the holy place. And number four, whoever reads, let him understand. And you can see that's in brackets. Mm -hmm. This is something that is, in my Bible, it's in black, uh, which means it's been, uh, when something is in red, it's spoken by Jesus. If it's in black, well, that's what the author put in. When you go to Mark's account, and just reading here from my notes, Mark 13, verse 14, it says this. Mm-hmm. It's the parallel account of Matthew 24. It says, So when you see the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel the prophet, standing where it ought not. Mm-hmm. So here, in Matthew's account, this abomination of desolation, whatever it is, it's standing in the holy place. But in Mark's account, it's saying it's standing where it should not be standing at all. That's what it's saying. Now, what is the abomination of desolation? We'll get back to that. Let's continue reading. Can you read verse 16, please? Just verse 16. Before we go for a break, because it's time to go for a break. Whoa, that's so quick already. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think maybe we pick up um, from there after the break. Yep. Um, And for now, uh, I believe since last week we've been talking about signs of the end, and um, it's important to understand even if the times get really rough, um, we have our Creator who leads us through those rough times. And we are going to listen to this song, but I just want to mention the listener question, and the question here is, how are you preparing for the time of the end? 
text us um your responses how you preparing for the end times um to zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one we'd like to hear from you and for now we're going to listen to this song he leaded me by the downing family
that's me by the Downing family. And you're listening to Taz Encounters with Draco Tellet. And Draco is talking about the abomination of desolation. Um, Draco, I'm just going to pose the listener question to you. Um, how are you preparing for the time of the end? Please share with us your personal experience or personal preparation. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm going to... I'm going to try and keep this really short and not give such a long answer. You know, it's not the same for every individual. Mm. But, you know, when I look at how am I preparing, I really think of the word growing. And there's a thing called the early rain and there's a thing called the latter rain. And the Bible talks about this. And when we look at these things spiritually, it's the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. In Acts chapter 2, you have the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. And in Revelation 18, verse 1, it talks about how one day the whole earth will be illuminated with God's glory. Mm. Now, that's the spiritual application. But when you understand the literal application, um, the whole Jewish um, agriculture uh, agricultural system was based on this it, its economy and mm-hmm. so what happened was in the spring you would have uh, uh, you would have the ground it was dry and that was the first stage and then the second stage or period was there would be rain known as the early rain and then the third period was you would plant the seed and then the fourth period is that uh, the seed would sprout or shoot up and then the fifth period was that there would be growth Mm-hmm. Um, and then the sixth period is you have the latter rain um, and so this would be the last rain bef- and it would mature the crop and then there would, the seventh period is the harvest so at each period there's a uh, purpose but uh, sometimes we want to spiritually receive the latter rain the outpouring of the Holy Spirit but there's a period that comes before that and that's growing mm-hmm. and uh, we need to be careful when we're preparing for the time of the end, that we do not judge my growth with that brother's growth or that sister's growth. Mm -hmm. You know, the Bible says, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. It doesn't say work out your brother's Mm -hmm. salvation with fear and trembling. Um, And and during that stage of growth, because what's the point of us praying for the the Holy Spirit to be outpoured Mm -hmm. when we're not even growing? Mm -hmm. And... uh, uh, it makes me think of a parable in Mark chapter 4 about the parable of the seed where the seed gets scattered, it then sprouts and it grows. And mm. it's like, whoa, how does this even grow? But then he talks about how first the, okay. the blade and uh, as it continues to grow, then you have the full full, full um, head. The mm. point is this, that at each step of the growth, according to a book I read in a book called Christ Object Lesson, I believe it's page 65, it says that at each step, it can be perfect growth, you know? And it's only through Jesus. Mm. So, you know, how am I preparing for the time of the end? Yes, you read the Bible. Yes, I, I pray. But, you know, I also share my faith. Mm. Um, you know, by me doing this this show, Faith FM, this episode, you know, I, I believe it's a blessing for others, but it's also hugely a blessing for myself. Mm. And, 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 you know, what's the point of just r- reading the Bible if I'm not sharing it? Mm. Um, and... and I think of Second uh, Peter three eighteen. It's the very last Bible verse of Second Peter. It says, "But grow in grace mm-hmm. and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ." You could be growing in knowledge, but are you growing in grace? Um, and, and we need the whole package. And you know, uh, 
I want to keep on growing in Christ to have his character because after all, that's the purpose of our existence, to, to reflect the character of God, to have his image. According to Isaiah 43, verse 7, we were created for his glory. Glory in the Bible represents God's character. So it's a day-by-day um, growth in God. And um, even though I'm in ministry and doing pastoral work, mm. um, y- you could still be running on an empty spiritual tank. Mm. A- and I need that daily connection. I need to feed myself with uh, spiritual things so that my spiritual tank is full so I can share it with others as well. Mm. Um, and and uh, yeah, just because you know, you're know you a pastor, it doesn't mean you have it all together. You know, uh, Recently, a friend called me, he's a pastor, and I said to him, how are you doing, brother? And he goes, oh, I'm craving Jesus. And I, and I said, I understand you. Uh, I understand you. So it's a, and really it's, you know, Desire of Ages, page 83 says, it would be a, uh, good to spend a thoughtful hour each day in contemplating the life of Christ, especially the closing scenes. And these are scenes leading up to the cross. Mm-hmm. So, like, we're talking about prophecy and things related to the end time, and that's all great. But if prophecy is not given in the context of the cross, mm-hmm. then what's the point? You know, what's the point? You know, at the end of the day, when you are going to be... Uh, I don't want to be negative, but the Bible is prophesying that God's people will be persecuted in the future, mm. and they will be arrested, they will be in prison. And, you know, when you're in prison, you're not going to think about, you probably will think about, oh, okay, mark for the beast. But at the end of the day, when you're in that prison cell, and, you know, God forbid these things happen, but, you know, Bible, the Bible is prophesied that these things will happen, God's people will be persecuted. I think that when you're in prison, you're going to be thinking about, What's my relationship like with the Lord? Am I close to Him? Do I trust Him? You know, uh, these things are more important. Mm. Um, And and so, uh, I want to have a more loving relationship with Mm. God and also with my my fellow neighbor. You know, these Mm. are the two great commandments, love God and love your neighbor. Anyway, that's a long answer, isn't it? No comment. Um, and I also want to encourage, I still encourage our listeners to text in their responses because this is a personal question and we'd love to hear from you. And I believe other listeners would also love to hear what um, the others have to say. How are you preparing for the time of the end? Um, so, Rako, should I continue reading or... Well, let's go to Matthew 24 and verse 16. I see we have a few more minutes left. Um, And uh, as I mentioned last week, time is my biggest enemy. So Matthew 24 and verse 16. We've just read about the abomination of desolation. And then read verse 16. But actually, your sharing was very powerful. (laughs) I didn't comment on that. But thank you so much for sharing that with us. Um, Verse 16. Then let those who are in Judea flee to the mountains. Notice here, the verse 16 begins with then. That means next in event. Mm. Those who are in Judea, what are they to do? Flee to the mountains. Okay, the mountains of Tasmania. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You you know, I read that uh, Tasmania is the most mountainous state in in Australia. So, notice this. In verse 15, when you see the abomination, in verse 16, flee. Mm. Okay, really important. When you see this abomination or whatever it is, then flee. Okay, verse 17. Let him who is on the housetop not go down to take anything out of his house. Verse 18. 
and let him who is in the field not go back to his to get his clothes. So wherever this abomination of desolation is, hey, you need to flee, go. Mm. Okay, don't worry about your possessions, your material possessions. And it's more like stay out of your houses. <laughs> You're right, right. And, and when I read this, there's a story I think of in the Bible. Do you remember there was a Sodom and Gomorrah, mm. and God told Lot to flee, mm. and he flees with his wife yeah. and his two daughters. And what did his wife do? She looked back. She looked back. Mm. Now, did she physically flee? No. Oh, yes, sorry. Yes. <laughs> she did physically, but not um, But uh, But did her, men- mentally, did her heart flee? No. No. She no, still she longed for that life. That's why she looked back. She couldn't imagine I'm living all the life. Yeah, she, she she turned around, didn't she? Yeah. A- and uh, let, me sh- let me just ask you this question. What is the shortest Bible verse in the Bible? Jesus wept. That is okay. John 11.35, is it? Excellent. You got an A+. Plus, okay. I wasn't expecting you to give me the biblical reference for that. But I was, that was, that was going to be my next question, by the way. So now you've passed that test. And before okay. our break, let me ask you one more other question before our break. What's the second shortest Bible verse oh, in the Bible? I, know. I think I know. I'm not going to research during the break. <laughs> I have the answer. <laughs> okay. All right. Are we are going to go for a break, please? still encouraging our listeners to text us your responses. How are you preparing for the time of the end? And for now we're going to listen to this song Don't Waste Your Life by Jeannie Owens. I've been trying to make a living but I haven't got a life Chasing dreams with tunnel vision I'm running out of time Somewhere I lost what I've been missing I look but never find I never find No Stop long enough to pray for wisdom And I waited for an answer Opened up my heart to listen What is it I'm here for? And in the noise of all my questions I finally heard a whisper A still small whisper Don't waste your life Wishing, hoping, waiting for a better day You know that would be a shame Shine, shine your light Bigger, brighter For the whole world to see Play your part in history Don't waste your life So I'm making this my mission Oh, I made up my mind Even I can make a difference One story at a time Always find a lesson in these lines. Don't waste your life wishing, hoping, waiting for a better day. It would be a crying shame. Shine. 
shine your light bigger, brighter for the whole world to see. We'll play a part in history, so don't waste your life. Ooh, yeah. Don't waste your life and every choice that you make and every chance that you take. Don't waste your life And every prayer that you pray And every I love you that you say Don't waste your life And when you're falling, yourself afraid Just repeat this simple phrase Don't waste your life Wishing, hoping, waiting for a better day Trust me, that would be a shame Shine, shine your light Bigger, brighter For the whole world to see I'll play a part in history That's Don't Waste Your Life by Jenny Owens. And you're listening to Taz Encounters and um, you're with Draco Chalet today. But before we continue with um, this section, uh, we got a response from Stephen. And Stephen says how he's preparing for the end times. Um, he's saying one day at a time, the end will end in its own good time. Thank you, Stephen, for texting in. And also we encourage other listeners to text in. Um, so, Rako, where do we go from here? We read a couple of verses before we went for a break. Um, so, should we, are we reading more verses or? Yeah, let's continue. So, we've read about, okay, when you see the abomination of desolation, then flee. Um, you know, if you're on the housetop, don't go back in. If you're in the field, don't go back to get your clothes. And then, can you read uh, Matthew 24, verse 19? Sure. Um, but... Woe to those who are pregnant and to those who are nursing babies in those days. Hmm. So it's saying that uh, if there, if you have to flee, well, hopefully, you know, as a woman, now I'm not a woman, but you know, you're not pregnant because it can be very difficult. Or if you're nursing babies or children, mm-hmm. uh, taking care of kids as you're fleeing away. Verse 20, please. And pray that your flight may not be in winter or on the Sabbath. Mm. You know, it's interesting here it mentions winter. Um, mm. It can be difficult to flee when it's cold. Mm. Now, it, it feels pretty cold to me a lot of the times here in Tasmania already. <laughs> it does. Um, and uh, it talks about also the Sabbath. And it's interesting, Jesus is talking about these things uh, leading up to the destruction of the city of Jerusalem. Mm. Um, and he still is endorsing here the Seventh-day Sabbath. Mm. Um, 40 years from his time. Mm. He, he mentioned this around AD 31, 40 years down the track, AD 70, you have um, the destruction of the city of Jerusalem. And then I'll read the first part of verse 21, and it says this, mm. For then, this means next an event, there will be great tribulation, such as not been since the beginning of the world until this time, no, nor ever shall be. 
So there is this small little time of trouble or little time of trouble before the great time of trouble. And we know this. We've seen in verse 9, there's tribulation. It mentions that, that there will be uh, people persecuted and all these things happening. But then there will be a great time of trouble. Now, if you ask me what do I believe this great time of trouble is, Mm -hmm. uh, I I do believe if we go chronologically, after the destruction of the city of Jerusalem, the next big great time of trouble Mm -hmm. is what we call uh, during the time of the Dark Ages and the Middle Ages, where God's church was really, truly persecuted. And and I'll get into this more when we do have a topic on the Great Tribulation. Mm -hmm. But it's interesting when you look at... Matthew 24, in in verse 8, it talks about the birth pangs. All these are the beginning of birth pangs. Mm -hmm. Uh, In verse 9, it talks about tribulation. Mm -hmm. In verse 15, it talks about the abomination of desolation. Mm -hmm. In verse 21, it talks about a great tribulation. Mm -hmm. Then if you get down to verse 30, Mm -hmm. uh, or 29, I should rather say, verse 29, you read there how immediately after the tribulation of those days, the sun Mm -hmm. will be darkened. And the moon will not give its light. Uh, the stars will fall from heaven, and the powers of heaven will be shaken. Now, this is what we call cosmic signs. Mm. And then in verse 30, it says, Then the sign of the Son of Man will appear in heaven. This is the mm. second coming of Jesus. Mm. So notice um, the order here that you have. You have birth pangs, mm-hmm. tribulation, abomination of desolation, great tribulation, cosmic signs, and then the second coming of Jesus Christ. But our topic is really on the abomination of desolation. I want us to go to Luke chapter 21 now. Mm-hmm. So Luke 21. Yep. And uh, let me just open it up there and verse 20. Okay, please read verse 20. Yeah, the title of that um, section is The Destruction of Jerusalem. Yep. Um, but when you see Jerusalem surrounded by armies, then know that its its desolation is near. And then look at verse 21. It says, Then let those who are in Judea do what? Flee to the mountain. Now let me ask you a question. Is this account parallel with the account that we read in Matthew 24? Yes. It is. It is. So here it says, when you see Jerusalem surrounded by armies, mm. then you know its desolation is near desolation now it doesn't use the word abomination but it does use the word desolation um, and in Matthew 24 it says abomination of desolation but here it says in verse 21 then let those who are in Judea flee to the mountains let those who are in the midst of her depart and let not those who are in the country enter her for these are the days of vengeance that all things which are written may be fulfilled verse uh, sorry yeah, verse uh, 23. Can you please read that? But woe to those who are pregnant and to those who are nursing babies in those days, for there will be great distress in the land and wrath upon these people. Do you see? Is this a parallel account with Matthew 24? It is. It is. You know, Luke adds a few things and shares a few things Matthew doesn't. Mm. And you also read about this in in Mark chapter 13. Mm. Um, And then please read verse uh, 24. And they will fall by the edge of the sword and be led away captive into all nations. And Jerusalem will be trampled by Gentiles until the times of the Gentiles are fulfilled. When it says here they will fall by the edge of the sword, the fall means that they will be killed. killed yeah. mm-hmm. And you can also see there's going to be people that are going to be led into captive to other nations. And it mentions here how Jerusalem will be trampled by Gentiles. Mm. Gentiles means non-believers, non-Jews, 
pagans uh, until the time of the Gentiles are fulfilled. Mm-hmm. So let's just um, look at this a little bit closer. Mm-hmm. In Matthew 24, mm-hmm. it mentions how when you see the abomination of desolation spoken of Daniel the prophet, and it says, standing where? In the holy place. But here we see that in Luke 21, verse 20, it says, But when you see, and notice again, when you see Jerusalem surrounded by armies, know that its desolation is near. Mm -hmm. And we said how this is a parallel account with Matthew's account. So Jerusalem is encompassed or surrounded by armies. Mm -hmm. Then you know its desolation is near. And the job of an army usually is to protect and to also kill. Mm-hmm. Now, when we look at history, mm-hmm. what army surrounded the city of Jerusalem? Um, I'm trying to remember. <laughs> <laughs> it may take me a minute, so maybe just give us the answer. Okay. So, remember, Jesus prophesied these things, and it was... What empire was in power during this time? It was the Roman Empire. Oh, yeah. Yeah, sure. Mm. Okay. Now, let's talk about what is an abomination of desolation, this phrase. The word abomination in the Hebrew, which is the Old Testament, Mm. um, well, let me back up and say this. Mm -hmm. There are many things that is called an abomination in the Bible. Mm -hmm. For example, in, in Proverbs, it mentions how uh, if we are not keeping God's law or turning our ear from hearing the, the law of God, mm-hmm. um, but we're praying, even our prayer is an abomination. Mm-hmm. Okay? Uh, if we're not keeping God's law. In Ezekiel chapter 8, we see how God's people, <laughs> they're supposed to know better, they're worshipping idols, and this is an abomination. Mm-hmm. In Ezekiel chapter 8, you also read how you've got these 25 men, their elders, they have their back towards the temple, and they're worshipping the rising sun. This is an abomination. Mm-hmm. And these Israelites were influenced by the Babylonians with worshipping the sun. When you look up the Hebrew, the word abomination, it can be translated as abomination or idolatry. When you look up this word abomination in the Greek, which is the New Testament, it can be translated as abomination, idolatry, or detestable. Mm. Now, what does the word detestable mean? Uh, It is something that is unpleasant, right? Mm. You know, something that is ugly, something that is disgusting, something that is rotten. So, an abomination is something that is disgusting, that is rotten, horrific, ugly in the sight of God. Does that make sense, Tabitha? It does, yeah. And, 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 you, and it's usually an abomination in the Bible is always connected, usually most of the time, with idolatry. Okay, idols. And an idol is something you put before God. Mm. Desolation is a very easy word. It means destruction Destruction. or ruin. Mm. So there's going to be an abomination of desolation, something that is disgusting. It's going to be standing in the holy place. And when you see these things, it's time to flee. Now, it also mentions how this is spoken of by Daniel the prophet. And I think we need to go for our break now. Yes, that's right. And uh, before we go for a break, I want to mention today's offer, and it's the book, The Great Controversy, The Global War on Freedom, and that's by Ellen White. Um, this dev- devotional classic by Ellen White um, tells the life story of known um, Jesus Christ. 
Um, it does not merely set down a series of remote events. It presents the meaning of them so vividly that you will feel like you're an eyewitness to what is being described. And in these pages, you will understand, possibly for the first time, the true underlying significance of Christ's deeds and their bearing on your own life here and now. I'll give you the code um, after the break to get that book. I can hear Ambrako seriously opening the pages of the Bible. He's <laughs> looking for more content for us and be looking forward to that, um, more of that after the break. Um, we're going to listen to this song, What the World Needs by Noema Moore. What 
What the World Needs by Noema Moore. And you're listening to Taz Encounters with Rako Chelet. And Rako's been talking about the abomination of desolation. And just before we went for a break, um, I promised to give you the code to today's offer. And the offer for today is The Great Controversy, The Global War on Freedom. And the code is 3MJ3, um, text 3MJ3, no spaces in between, 3MJ3. Two zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one three MJ three two zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one to get the book um the great controversy the global war on freedom um so Rako before we went for break you mentioned something about the abomination of desolation spoken by the prophet Daniel um what's that all about uh, this phrase abomination um of desolation appears about three times uh, in the book of Daniel, uh, Daniel 9, and then I believe Daniel 11 and 12. Uh, and uh, we're going to read Daniel 9. You know, Jesus is referring to Daniel, yeah. uh, the prophet. And in Daniel chapter 9, uh, you have something at the end of the chapter called the 70 weeks prophecy. Mm-hmm. And that prophecy is all about the first coming of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's an amazing prophecy. That's why I'm a Christian today. Mm-hmm. But towards the end of it, um, verse 26 and 27, we'll, we'll read that. We're not going to really explain all of these things, but I want you to read verse 26, please. Math, uh, Daniel 9, verse 26. Um, and after the 62 weeks, Messiah shall be cut off, but not for himself. And the people of the prince who is to come shall destroy the city and the sanctuary. The end of it shall be with a flood. Until the end of the war, desolations are determined. Thank you. Look, uh, when someone reads this, they might be going, what's this text all about? Mm. Um, and when it says here after 62 weeks, um, reading this in context, uh, there'll be a time where the Messiah, the Christ, he will be cut off, he will die on the cross. And uh, when one studies this, this took place in the year AD 31. But it says here, and the people of the prince. Mm. Now, p- people go, hmm, the prince here, is this Jesus? Because mm-hmm. they yeah. go to Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6, and go, oh, the prince of peace. No, no, no. Mm-hmm. The, the prince here, he's going to come and destroy the city and the sanctuary. And the city here in context is the city of Jerusalem. When we read Matthew 24, the temple will be destroyed. But here it says city and sanctuary. So it's the temple and also the, the, yeah, that's right. Now, whoa, 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 you said something just there. (laughs) 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 You you know, we read in Matthew 24, uh, verse 15, and when you see the abomination of desolation standing where? 
the holy place. Holy place.、Mm. And from what I just heard from your answer, it seems like you equated the holy place、mm. with the temple of God, right? Is that what you're thinking? Yeah. Okay, I got you on that one because we need to come back to that. You know, what does that all mean?、Um, and while we're there in Daniel 9, verse,、uh, in Daniel 9, verse 27, I'll just read this. It says, Then he shall confirm a covenant with many for one week, but in the middle of the week he shall bring an end to sacrifice and offering. It's kind of repeating the first part of ver- verse 26, but then it says this, And on the wing or on the end of abominations shall be one who makes desolate. Notice the same language, abomination of desolate. Until the consummation, which is determined, is poured out on the desolate. Now, let's just talk about this a little bit. In, in、um, Luke's account, it says how the armies will surround the city of Jerusalem, and this was the Roman Empire. And the question is how is abomination connected to the Roman armies? Remember, an abomination can also be translated as something that is an idol. I don't know if you've ever watched、uh, maybe documentaries from the History Channel about the Roman Empire or you've watched somewhere a movie with the Roman Empire, but have you ever seen a Roman army where it's being led by a person in the front and this person is holding a pole or a stick or a standard?、Uh, sometimes they refer to it as a standard or a pole, and on top of this pole or stick, there's an image. And it could be an image of a dragon or an eagle or Caesar's face or a hand.、Mm. And、uh, it represented the gods of the Roman Empire. And、uh, usually, when it came to a Roman legion, which is a Roman army, they standardized and said, hey, the eagle is you know, the image we're putting on. And it means we are coming in the name of our God and we're here to conquer others in the name of our God.、Mm. Now, We're not going to finish today this presentation. I actually thought、uh, we're going to finish this abomination of desolation. And, and when I look at my notes, we're not even halfway through my notes.、Mm-hmm. So、uh, that's why we're going to have to continue next time and we're going to have a history on this. But、uh, I think、uh, I need to finish with this point the holy place.、Mm-hmm. That's what Matthew 24 says. But then you have the armies surrounding the city, which you know, leads to desolation. So, what is the abomination of desolation? Is it in the city or is it outside of the city? Because when people think about the holy place, they think, oh, this has to do with、um, the temple of God.、Mm-hmm. And I think in our next episode,、um, we're going to have to clarify this and also give some history. About you know, what took place with the destruction of the city of Jerusalem, but then how does this apply to us? Because as we're going through this episode and in the next part, we continually have to be asking ourselves the question how does this apply to us that are living in the time of the end? And I think you know, we haven't finished, but you know, for those who are listening, you know. Take this one takeaway.、Mm. You know, I want to encourage you to keep on growing in Christ, as that text message said, day by day.、Mm. Day by day. Keep on growing in Christ, and, and, and God bless you. Thank you so much, Draco, for your powerful sharing. You've actually shared quite a lot、um, within that short period. I know you always have a lot to share, but I believe our listeners have learned a lot today, and I hope they've been blessed. With your message, and yeah, just as you mentioned, it's good to just take one day at a time, but also、um, have that close connection with Jesus because that is the person, the only person who can lead us、um, 
through these difficult times because we've all seen the signs of the times of the end times are here and we need Jesus more than ever as we even listen to the song that um we yeah we played previously um so what do you have for us next week Rako? well we're continuing so it will be the abomination of desolation part two and and, and uh, it's going to be pretty exciting. There's going to be a lot of history that I will share uh, and read as well. Okay, so join us next week on Wednesday um, at 9 a.m. to learn more about that. And um, tomorrow we have Peter Watts um, continue with this series, Searching for certain Certainty. And Peter will be talking about a new beginning. Um, thank you, our listeners, for joining us today. And we hope hope you enjoyed the rest of your day wherever wherever you are and um for now we're going to go out with this song tis so sweet to trust in jesus by casting crowns tis so sweet to trust in jesus just to take him at his word just to rest upon his promise just to know thus saith the lord jesus jesus how i trust him how i proved you more Trust Him more I'm so glad I learned to trust Him Precious Jesus, Savior, friend And I know that He will be with me to the end Jesus, Jesus how I trust Him how I proved Him more and more Jesus, Jesus precious Jesus oh for grace to trust Him Trust Him.